गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मन मुकर सुधारी बरनऊ रघुबर बिमल जसु जो दायक फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जान के सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि वेद्याति हुमोही हर हु कलेश बिकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महाबीर बिक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवारी सुमति के संगी कंचन बरन बिराज सुबेसा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ बज्र ओध्वजा बिराजे कांधे मूंज जने हूँ साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजग बंदन विद्यावान गुणी अति चातुर राम काज करी बेको आतुर प्रभु चौरेत्र सुनी बेको रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरी सियही दिखावा बिकट रूप धरी लंक जरावा भीम रूप धरी असुर संहारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवन लखन जियाए श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाए रघुपति की बहुत बड़ाई तुम मम प्रिय भरत ही समबाई सहस बदन तुम रोज से गावे अस कही श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सन का दिख ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जम कुबेर दिग पाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीन्हा राम मिलाए राजपत दीन्हा तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मोत्रिका मैली मुख माही जलधी लांगी गए अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे ते ते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिन पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महाबीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे मन क्रम बचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है प्रसिद्ध जगत उजियार साधु संत के तुम रखवारे असुर निकंदन राम दुलारे अष्ट से नव निधि के दाता असबर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम्हरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हरे भजन राम को पावे जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघु भरपुर जाही जहाँ जन्म हरि भक्त कहाँ और देवता 
चित्तन धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुमिरे हनुमत बलबीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंधी महासुख होई जो यह पड़े हनुमान चालीसा होवे सिद्ध सा की गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय महडेरा की जय नाथ हृदय महडेरा पवंतने संकट हरन मंगल मूरति रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय उमापति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब संतन की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान इन द लास्ट सेशन वी हर द स्टोरी ऑफ ययती राइट एंड हाउ डिसअपॉइंटेड ही वॉज वेन ही लॉस्ट हिज यूथ बट दैट इज नॉट ओनली अबाउट ययती इज इन इट वी ऑल डू नॉट वॉन्ट to lose our youth life is precious isn't it we want to remain young healthy that's very good there's nothing wrong in it but yayati wanted all this to enjoy pleasures sense pleasures to fulfill his wants but he later realized that wants are never ending wants can never end and the lord has actually made enough for everybody's need but there is not enough for man's greed and that is what we see around us right now all the disparity inequality that we see around us is because of that greed that very greed is destroying the planet bit by bit by bit more industries more money everybody wants to become richer and richer and richer more material benefits we also discussed that we are moving away from nature we are but a part of nature yet gradually and steadily we are disconnecting we are disconnecting and destroying the very source of life for us it is like a man who's sitting on the tree right on the branch and he's cutting the very branch he's sitting on you'll call him silly isn't it totally silly but that is what we all are we are cutting the very branch we are sitting on why are we cutting that branch because we want more we want things for ourselves we don't realize that slowly and gradually we are reaching the end of our existence now over here yayati thought that extra year of life he took the age from puru and he lived his life right but later on he got disgusted he realized that no matter how much oil you pour on the fire the fire is going to blaze further it's going to become bigger and bigger this is known as trishna thirst of desires it is like an unending pit the more you put in it the more it wants because it never gets filled and when yayati realized this he returned puru his youth and he crowned puru the king he was a just king just imagine just imagine 
kind of heart that Puru had to give away his youth to his father without thinking. And he took to himself all the suffering that comes with old age. Yes, old age brings a lot of hardships mentally, emotionally, physically. Dependence and insecurity also comes. And you know what happens in old age? In old age, the respect that one commands also diminishes. When a man is earning or is of utility, they get respect. But just imagine when that same person is not earning anymore, is unable to fend for his family. Somebody else has taken that responsibility. What happens to his respect? It diminishes. So in a way, the so-called love, again, why I am saying so-called love? Because true love is a very high thing. It is not equivalent to attachment. So the so-called love vanishes and the respect also diminishes. That is, utility goes down, everything else goes down. And this is the hard reality. And this is what Puru accepted. We saw, right? Puru was found in a corner in his room and his bodily suffering was was very bad. In fact, he was crying in agony when Yayati saw him, isn't it? The knees hurt, the head hurts, the back hurts. And because of disrespect, the heart hurts. Don't do this. All of us one day are going to age. Let's make old age precious. Let's respect and love our old. They need us more than ever. And remember, these very people were there for us when we were children and babies. They taught us how to walk and talk. And now, they need us. The least we can do is show respect. The least we can do is understand and try to look at the world from their perspective. And the least we can do is to know just because the age, that does not mean the desires diminish. Desires don't diminish with age. It requires effort. And if they don't go away when you are young, it is very difficult to part with them when one gets old. Right? So now, Puru gave again. Yayati returned his youth. And now Puru started ruling. Puru was a just ruler, as I just said. And the lineage, that is the descendants, that came after him were also very divine. Why such divinity in this lineage? When you will say that there was a person like Yayati, who, to fulfill his wants, took away the youth of his own child? Well, why this divinity because that same Yayati realized, awoke and made corrections. Mistakes can be made by anybody. The path which one might be treading could be wrong. But how many of us have the courage to correct our mistakes, to learn from our failures, to accept and change? Yayati had the courage. There is a very beautiful saying that goes, Saw chuhek hagar billi hajko chali. That means after eating hundred mice, this cat is going on a pilgrimage. What's the analogy? Well, if you take the hundred mice as hundred desires fulfilled, this cat, after wanting and filling her desires and indulging in all the sense pleasures, 
dropped it all and went on pilgrimage. So is this cat, right, good or bad? As such, there is no good or bad. But what the cat did was commendable. Do you think it is easy to drop desires? Do you think it is easy to drop wants? Do you think it is easy to live a simple life when you know you can afford to get a lot more than you are owning right now? It's very difficult. Temptations come in front of everybody. Desires dance and make everybody dance. But there are very few who after having indulged and tasted the beauty of Maya are able to get rid of her clutches. Like Yayati here was a king. He was the universal king. Yet, he could give away everything. When he awoke to the fact that everything is useless. It is like a never-ending pit. And this is not why I was given my human birth. Yayati felt that if he had taken the youth of Puru, he should have made better use of his time. See, during old age, doing tapasya, sitting in an asana, doing jap, naam, it's very difficult. Going on pilgrimages, very difficult. All these things... Even focusing, concentrating, very difficult. Because along with the body, the mind also becomes weak to learn new things. And the habits which we have ingrained in ourselves over the years become very strong. So when is the right time? The right time is now. Right now. No matter what age you are. Awaken to the fact that this race of desires will never and never end. See, we might win the rat race, it is said, right? But if you win the rat race, that does not make you any different from a rat. A rat remains a rat. Do you want to be a rat? And do you want to run this rat race? Yayati said, no, I don't want to. This human birth is precious. I have... God has blessed me because of this curse. I overindulged and I realized that this is not what I want. I want to go and walk the path of the noble, the path of the sages, the path of the awakened. Serve humanity, serve everybody. Give to the society and not take from it. And with this thought, he left. And Puru also had the same notion in him. He never held on to anything. He never even held on to his youth. So, when there is a lineage of this time, who is able to make corrections, who benefits? The descendants. Yes, and this is the lineage where Sri Krishna was born, right? We are talking about the Chandravanshis. And in this lineage of Puru, there was a king called Dushyanta. Now Dushyanta was a very, very generous king. Amazingly kind to his subjects. Always there. Never thought of himself. Even the minutest of problems in his kingdom, he would handle himself. People felt as if they were in Ram Rajya. They felt as if this was nothing but the era of Ram. They were so happy. And Dushyant always made sure that he did not take from his citizens. He would give because that is what he had learned from his ancestors, Puru and so on. And it just so happened that there was some distress in one part of the country. There was distress, there were wild animals attacking and people really needed help. So Dushyant, being Dushyant, decided to take matters into his own hands and went with a small, little small army 
his priests and his ministers and went hunting to destroy all the wild animals to free the people of that part of the country from their agony not only this he thought while he is there he could actually inspect what is happening so he went and he was very very successful in his task he met people see you cannot know what is going on in your country by sitting inside your house right in the same way in order to feel somebody else's pain you have to venture out just by sitting on a coffee table and discussing the problems that are happening around the world will not solve the problems not only will it's not solve the problem it's not even going to make you compassionate because you will not be able to feel the situation that first hand feel of the situation it is like you have to live it to know it walk in another shoe and then only will you know their pain and sorrow then only you have a right to say anything about them but we prefer not to walk from a distance we'll watch the news we'll see things and we'll have a nice coffee shop discussion about everything nowadays children have debates on the problems of the world now go and ask those children how much have you spent time with the people you are talking about that is the irony isn't it the irony is everybody talks but nobody knows everybody proposes a solution but nobody knows the problem and without knowing the problem what kind of a solution will you come up with instead of talking and debating instead of yapping away to glory spend that hour half hour 15 minutes 30 minutes in a place where you can know the sorrow probably in an orphanage go to a old age home during your holidays instead of going to switzerland why don't you visit somalia why not go to a remote village see the grassroots level problems are never visible when you're sitting at the top and that is the irony of today's world but dushyant here puru here yayati here all the kings we are talking about and shrimad bhagavat mahapuran knew this <laughs> the management books can't teach us half of what our shastras can teach us so he went and while he was in the hunt he got detoured again what came running it was a deer now this deer is a fascinating animal isn't it whenever a deer comes some mishap is going to happen isn't it <laughs> ram ji chased the deer sita ma was taken away now what is going to happen to dushyant ji when he is chasing a deer is for us to find out so dushyant got attracted by this deer and he started following the deer and while following the deer he entered a part of the forest which he had never been to in his life he was amazed he said i did not even know this place existed in my kingdom he looked around it was as if he had entered amravati it was heaven for him he looked around and he saw it was mesmerizing in fact it rendered him speechless when he looked around he saw waterfalls flowers of all kinds blooming he never even knew that these flowers existed the fragrance of these flowers filled the air the birds were chirping such beautiful melody that he had never heard of he looked around there was an environment of peace and tranquility he just did not know what had happened he felt as if he had just entered another lok and then when he looked at the priest who was with him this priest said this is the area this is the area of the hermitage of kannavrishi now kannavrishi was a great 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 sage and always remember your aura follows you your aura follows you if your aura is pure it fills the surrounding areas with purity if your aura is agitated it fills the surrounding areas with agitation if you have hatred fill in your heart 
the people around you will behave in that exact same manner and you might say ki maine to kuch bhi nahi bola but why did he snap back at me you did not speak with your words or probably your actions but your aura spoke volumes you know there is a beautiful habit of these sages these sages if they are even the slightest bit agitated because it is possible for them to get agitated they cocoon themselves in their own homes and their rooms they don't step out because they think it is a sin why because when they move out with the baggage of agitation which they are carrying in their aura they are going to spread agony and sorrow and restlessness around they don't want that so they stay back they hold on they get connected to the lord figure out what is causing this turmoil and when everything is calm and quiet and smooth again that is when they go and mingle with this world but don't we do the exact opposite when we are agonized when we are in sorrow when we are actually in the worst of our moods we go around rattling people's door and talking about the exact same thing that is disturbing us in that process we are throwing that ripple effect and creating negativity all around us and that is the that is what we see nowadays that is exactly what we see one person's agitation it is like pretty contagious it leads to agitation all around don't do this when agitated when disturbed when agonized connect to the lord he is the ocean of peace and love take a dip in him take a dip in him and feel the peace talk to that one divine lord which is within you and this divine lord will give you all the answers the answers are all within us they are nowhere else totally in us we go around seeking help expecting that somebody is going to calm us down nahi hoga nobody can because what can an agitated person give to another agitated person only restlessness so this aura of kannav rishi which was all around his hermitage was mesmerizing the king dushyant and he realized that he could not leave this beautiful mesmerizing hermitage without meeting kannav rishi and that was the norm when you are in a place where there is a great sage it is your duty it is our duty to go and pay our respects and take blessings learn two three things from them and in those days sages were very important they were a prominent part of helping the kings rule their kingdom and over here puru did justice sorry dushyant did justice he went and what did he do he asked all the army and everybody to stay behind he said you all stay behind we cannot enter the hermitage with weapons with army with the animals not only this the other thing that dushyant did is he himself changed from his kingly robes you know his fine robes into simple clothes he took away the excess jewelry he put down his weapons he removed his shoes and with a simple attire he went to meet the sage how beautiful is this every bit of our scriptures teaches so much when we are going to meet somebody to pay our respect what should we carry with us humility yes be down to earth it does not matter whether that person is senior to you or junior to you 
Why do you want to show off? See, everything that is on us is not needed. It can be removed. But what is in us, that saralta, that is what we should carry. That is what we should wear. And that is what Dushyant wore. See, simple thing like standing up to greet an elderly, standing up when somebody walks into your house, doing a namaste when you pick up the phone. These basic things are missing in our new generation. We have totally forgotten what this kind of a behavior is. And Dushan being the king of the entire earth remembered. And he walked into the hermitage with only his priest. And when they entered, the hermitage was empty. Dushyant called out once or twice. He called out again and again. But nobody answered. And he raised his voice a bit so that he could be heard. At that time, a beautiful lady peeped out. She came as if it was the spark of a lightning that had come out. And Dushyant, when he looked at her, he totally fell for her. And he was amazed. He said, this cannot be possible. She is dressed as a Brahmin. My heart cannot in no way make a mistake and look at a Brahmin woman in these ways in which I am looking at her. There is not possible. He was so confident about his character, about his upbringing. He said, I belong to such a divine lineage. Even in my dreams, I cannot make a mistake. Even in my dreams, I cannot behave in an inappropriate manner. And he asked her, who are you? You are living in this hermitage. You are dressed as a Brahmin woman. But my heart says you are not. Am I mistaken? My heart, my mind cannot make a mistake. Please tell me, who are you? Now she said, I am the daughter of Kannavrishi. Now again Dushin said, you are the daughter of Kannavrishi, you say. But please tell me exactly who are you? And now, this girl called Shakuntala smiled. She said, you are right, my dear king. I am a Kshatriya by birth. I am the daughter of Vishwamitra and Manika. I was raised by Kannavrishi. For all practical purposes, he is my father. I consider him my father. But yes, Vishwamitra and Manika gave birth to me. But... When Vishwamitra realized that Manika was sent by Indra to deceive him and ruin his tapasya, he dropped everything and left. And Manika did not want to take care of me. So she left me in the jungle and went back to Amravati. I was left at the mercy of the birds. And these Shakuntal birds, you know, these can be called as the Indian vulture or the blue jay. They are basically birds. The birds felt pity and they started taking care of me. They shielded me from the sun with their feathered wings. They shielded me from the rains. They shielded me from the harsh weathers. They shielded me from the winds. They started taking care of me. They were so compassionate. Hence, my name is Shakuntala because I was taken care of by these birds. And it just so happened when time went by, Kandav Rishi was passing and he saw me and these birds approached him. The birds told him everything and they said, Can you please take this beautiful child, this little baby girl as your own and raise her? Kandav Rishi took me to his hermitage and he raised me as a father. I am the daughter of Kandav Rishi and I am very thankful to the birds who took care of me in my initial days. See, animals, birds, plants, everything has compassion. Everything can sense. Why don't we see it? Why don't we see anything of the sort? Feelings, emotions, Love, 
is not only a part of the human race everything around us feels everything around us gives everything around us cares and we need to be as sensitive as possible to things around us it is needed it is very important and shakuntala being raised by these feathered creatures being raised by the sages was full of compassion and love tender in her heart totally human in her existence why human because humans are supposed to be a total walking and talking existence of love and this is what was attracting dushint and when he heard the entire thing he told her that in kshatriyas a girl can choose her mate please choose me as your husband this is known as gandharva vivah kannavrishi won't mind please and shakuntala obliged they got married because the priest was there but she was very particular about following all the rituals all the steps that were needed proper for a proper wedding because she said that each and every step each and every mantra was very essential for the marriage for their happiness and for later on when the children were born and after they got married dushyant stayed there for a while and he departed he departed and after a while kannavrishi came and somewhere shakuntala was a bit upset she thought that she had made a mistake maybe by not talking to her father before getting married but then in those days gandharva vivah was very much accepted so when kannavrishi saw her through his drishti he had this vision where he could see the past the future through that vision he saw what had happened and he smiled he said my dear child all these days i was getting really worried as to how will i find a suitable match for you and king dushyant is no less of a king he is the best possible match and i'm very glad that you married him days went by and dushyant dushyant had promised her that he would come back for her however he did not actually king dushyant got a real worried a little worried thinking that kannavrishi would curse him and the sages had very powerful curses we have seen right so he was so worried that because of the fear he did not return and then weeks went by weeks became months over here shakuntala was going to become the mother of king dushyant's child a week went by two weeks went by three weeks a month two months three years went by now this child stayed in her womb for three years yet king dushyant did not come and then the child was born kannavrishi raised him he did all the needed rituals he taught him all the vedas and the purans he taught him all the shastra and the astra vidya he taught him everything that has to be known in those days the knowledge of vedas the knowledge of purans the knowledge of shrutis was considered very important today we focus only on the material knowledge isn't it everything else is secondary why because material knowledge is needed for money but ask yourselves is money the only thing does money and this material things go with us none of these do what goes with us is our sanskars our good deeds have we been able to live a life which is righteous and if not what happens something that i don't even have to mention and to know if you are living a right life at a young age we need to know and gain the knowledge of the scriptures the knowledge of gita 
these are the manuals of human existence the manuals of human birth we have taken this human birth this precious body of ours and we don't even know how to use it as always it is said make a spiritual base let a spiritual base let the divine spiritual base that that godly base be the foundation of your existence and then live your material world accordingly see dharm arth kaam and moksha all four are needed our scriptures don't refute any but without dharm the knowledge of dharm without the knowledge of my sachid anand swarup i will fail in arth that is money money in the sense how to earn it and how to spend it i will have wrong desires that is kaam and how will i get moksha then that is liberation because i will always be bound so over here this child was taught everything and the unique thing about this child is from the very beginning he had this habit of fighting with lions he would go to their den pull out the lions and have a battle with his bare hands even the lions would get scared and run away the biggest of animals he knew no fear and because he knew no fear he could never be defeated kanav rishi called the son of shakuntala and dushyant sarva daman sarva daman who could defeat anybody everything could be defeated by him but there was a sorrow in shakuntala's heart she said so many years have gone by my child is now 12 years old yet my husband did not come to take me and kanav rishi could sense it and he said it is time that you go to the kingdom and remind him of your wedding and get your child the rights that he deserves she was the first wife and sarvadaman over here was to be crowned the yuvraj the king later shakuntala and sarvadaman both did not want to leave kanav rishi but that is where they had to go and kanav rishi convinced them and sent some of his disciples with shakuntala till the city they reached the city gate shakuntala was a bit afraid anxious really looking forward to meet her husband but it should not know after so many years would he recognize her or not over here sarvadaman had never seen the city even shakuntala was raised in the jungles and all the sages that had accompanied her they said that now we have reached the city gates we cannot go any further she said no no please come with me i cannot go ahead alone i am scared they said no but we are saints we have given up everything we have decided never to enter the city and the people of these kinds ever again when we have renounced everything this is where our journey leaves us so you go ahead and let us go back just go straight there is the palace you will find your way shakuntala you are a smart girl and then sarvadaman is with you so you don't have to worry she held sarvadaman's hand her dear child's hand and she kept looking at the sages till they disappeared in the jungle that was her last connect with the sage the hermitage they left she was shivering she was scared and gradually she entered the kingdom she entered the court and she saw her husband raja dushyant and then she looked at her son and realized they looked so alike both had physiques like lions eyes like lotuses long arms strong and yes humility on both their faces she wondered then why did he not come to take me back and she slowly went ahead in the court and said rajan i have come to let you meet your son i've got your son here is your son our son and dushyant was taken aback it had been many years and he he actually looked as if he did not re- recognize her he did not recognize her and he said who my son who are you 
She was like, you do not know me? And she felt so sad. She thought to herself, man commits sins in secret and tells himself, I am safe. You are lying. Don't you know that you are sinning? No, no, he said, Dushyant, I don't know you. I don't know this boy. Whoever you are, please go away. I don't have a son. Now Shakuntala was broken. She said, how can you not recognize me? Why are you lying in front of all these people? And you think that your lie would not be caught? We have to always remember, whatever we are saying is always heard by who? The witness who is sitting within us. The witness, the Lord, the God. Nothing can be hidden by Him. We feel that even after we are lying, when nobody is watching us, we feel that we are safe, no one knows. Nobody knows what I have done and I will not be found out. This is what we feel when we are lying, isn't it? It could be the smallest of lie or the biggest of lie. And remember, lying becomes a habit. Don't lie. Jo hai wo hai, satya bolo. Or asatya mat bolo. And if there is a situation where you cannot say anything, you cannot say the truth, be quiet. But don't take refuge in lies. That is what. But do you know who all are watching when we are lying? The devas in the heaven, the earth, yam, all are watching. Don't you think there are devas? Everybody is watching. Yamdev, Dharmraj, he is watching. The bhuts are watching. The sun and the moon and the fire are watching. Vayu is watching. The day and the night are watching. Even our righteousness is watching. We have righteousness inside us. Each and every one of us. Yes, even the worst of people have righteousness within them. They have that shariri, that atman in them, that conscious which is there inside them, knows that you are lying, knows that you are doing something wrong. We have to know that no matter what, we are not alone. We are being watched. And maybe the people around us won't know. But Prabhu sab jante. Thakur ji se kuch nahi chupa hai. And who are we cheating? We are deceiving ourselves by lying. Many a times, we conveniently lie to ourselves also. We put so many faces that we don't even know what our true self is. Why are we so scared to be ourselves? Why are we so scared to say what we feel and what we think? Why are we so scared to tell the truth? Why? We should not deceive ourselves We should not deceive anybody else. Honesty, satya is very essential. Even if we don't know the Vedas, even if we don't know the Shastras, even if we don't know Gita, if we know satya, we know everything. If we are honest, we are just, we are righteous, it is enough. Because all these scriptures are trying to awaken us to our true self, which is Sat, Chit, Anand, Truth, Existence, Bliss or Truth, Everlasting Peace that we are. Trying to remove the layers. And if we are that, if we are established in righteousness, truth, compassion, then nothing else is needed. Always remember, the scriptures are not the end. They are means to the end. The rituals are not the end. They are means to the end. What is the end? The end is realizing our Satchit Anand Swaroop. Aham Brahmasmi, Tattvamasi. I am that and that is me. That is why. Why do we emphasize? Keep reading the scriptures. Keep praying to the Lord. Because when you keep looking at the Lord... When you keep thinking about Him, when you keep thinking about His feet, when you keep thinking about His Leela, it becomes an integral part of you. 
And when it becomes an integral part of you, you become like Him. That is, we become like Him. We become what we think of. We become what we read. We become what we are with all the time. That is why we say, keep the company of sages. Keep the company of truthful people. Keep the thought of God in your mind. Keep the scriptures in your hand. Have your mala in your hand so that this untruth does not come out. So far we have talked about two things. When we are talking about Puru and Yayati, we realize that wants and Trishna never end. Right? And now when we are talking about Dushyant and Shakuntala, we have realized that along with that never-ending pit, there is one thing we can hold on to and that is Satya. Don't lie. Don't deny. And when we hold on to truth, everything else falls in place. Ask yourself, do I actually need this? Ask yourself, do I actually want this? Ask yourself, am I depriving somebody when I gain this extra thing for myself? Ask and be honest. Honest to yourself. Listen to what your heart says. Because what comes from the heart goes to the heart. And what your heart says, what comes from within can never be wrong. But you have to have the courage to listen and accept it. The righteousness within us speaks. But are we willing to listen? And if we are listening, are we willing to implement it in our life is the question. So over here, Shakuntala is constantly rebuking Dushyant. Then she tells him the entire story. But Dushyant's voice becomes impatient and very harsh. He said, I do not know the both of you. Just move and go away. And Shakuntala is so upset. Now she's not timid anymore because she has to get the rights of her child. She is angry. She says, what you're doing is wrong. But any which way, she cannot take this anymore. And she's past that caring and loving stage and she is walking away. Her sorrow has been converted into anger. And while she is about to leave, while she is just turning around, the voice from the heavens, there is an Akashwani. And from there they said, this is your child. This is your wife. Don't disown them. He is going to become the king. He is the strongest and he is the one who is going to inherit this throne and he's going to become a Chakravarti Samran. The world, the universe, the devas, everybody needs him. The minute this Akashwani happened, Dushyan left his throne as if he was waiting for somebody to tell him, get up and move. And he ran towards Shakuntala. He said, Shakuntala, I'm so sorry for being harsh, but people, you know, they need proof. If I would have accepted you to be my wife and him being my son, they would have questioned the authenticity and yet they would have not accepted you and they would have dishonored you as a queen and have questioned him as my son and now that the heavens have spoken they have all listened they will never question and hence I can accept you now please forgive me not for a moment had I forgotten you but I could not gather the courage to come and face Kanavrishi please forgive me my queen and he hugged Tushya, hugged Sarva Daman his own son and he crowned him he said he will be the future king and he was known as Bharat or Bharat after whom our country was named. He was a great king. He helped the Devas. He helped the other loks, the Patal loks. He ruled diligently. After all, he was not only the son of Shakuntala and Dushyant, he was raised by a sage. All the sanskars were given by a sage. There was kind of a spark, a light of Hari in Bharat. Now we have understood, isn't it? That truth cannot be hidden. There can be a delay, right? Always lie moves faster than the truth. 
like and momentarily actually kind of we might say defeat the truth but not always not forever truth emerges powerful and always remember speaking the truth is as great as learning all the vedas and bathing in all the holy rivers there is no dharma that is greater than truth and no sin which is worse than speaking a lie and this is something that we need to imbibe in us this is something that we need to understand and implement in our life get rid of trishna desires and wants and immerse in truth mansa vacha karmana what you think is what you say and what you say is what you do and there is great power in this alignment people talk about a uh, chakra alignment and kriya and this and that to align your chakra and the yoga and hat yoga to uh, you know uplift yourself sab chhod do itni mehnat kyu karni hai satya bolo speak the truth have the courage cleanse your mind think good so that you can speak about what you are thinking and you can do what you are saying this alignment is so powerful kundalini can be awakened keep thinking of the lord always have his face in front of you always have his feet in front of you always think about his leelas all that he has done every every action of the lord is worth learning from the more we think about the lord and in shrimad bhagavat mahapuran the more we think about the devotees of the lord and how they behaved we will start reflecting it we will start acting like that automatically without our knowing all the pretense will drop all the muck will clear and what will remain is that beautiful amazing pure and pious soul that i am this requires effort what shakuntala and puru went through yet they did not give up the right path dushyant knew yet he did not give up the right path it is not easy to follow the path but once you are on the path and you keep walking sooner or later you will witness the change within you will know you will know as i say right teri karm kahani atma bhi jaane parmatma bhi jaane what is unfolding in your life you will know the lord will know and yourself your atman will know nobody else needs to know kya farak padta hai jai shri ram jai shri krishna jai hanuman jai hanuman shri krishna govind hare murari हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव 
हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 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 राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की जय बोलो हनुमान की जय बोलो हनुमान की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान जय हनुमान जय हनुमान